Turn in your Bibles tonight to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. Also, want to remind you of the invitations that you can give to people for our big event on Sunday night. And uh, it's going to be great. I've invited a couple people from kind of my sphere of influence, and uh, maybe one of them will come. And so let's believe God for this place to be full. Amen? Amen. And then let me ask you this. What time is service Sunday morning? Okay, you got it. All right. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse. Father, thank you for this time that we have together. We are absolutely thrilled with your word. We are thrilled with who you are. And we are thrilled with whose we are. So we open our hearts tonight to receive from you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Amen. One translation says it shines more and more brighter and brighter until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. So we're doing a study on walking in his paths. And when we do, life will be better and life will be brighter. Another verse of scripture that you'll want to look at sometime this week is the book of Ephesians 2.10. Basically says that God has prepared and planned ahead of time paths that we should walk in them so that we can live the good life that he has prearranged for us, ready for us to live. And so we've been talking about walking in his paths. As we look at the word of God, you'll see different, different uh, scriptures containing the word walk. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walk in love. Walk in the spirit. Walk in wisdom. Walk circumspectly. Walk in the truth. Walk in the light, even as he is in the light. Now tonight I want to center in on another one. I just really felt in my spirit uh, this morning that we were to, to cover this one. And that is this, is we are to walk then in our right standing with God, or we are to walk in righteousness. Now Jesus came to this earth to give us a new birth. He came to this earth to give us a new identity, a brand new life. A famous verse of scripture concerning righteousness is 2 Corinthians 5.21, which says, For he, that's God, made Jesus to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. One preacher said it this way, Jesus took our sinful condition so we could receive his righteous condition. Amen? Amen? Now we also learn from Romans the 5th chapter in the 17th verse that righteousness is a free gift. And so all you need to do to receive righteousness is extend your faith with the faith it takes and say, Lord, thank God, I'm not worthy, but you made me worthy to receive. And of course, Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified says that we shall reign as kings in life. And so too oftentimes people have associated this gift of righteousness with good works. 
Well, I know this for sure. If good works could make us righteous, we wouldn't need Jesus. But righteousness is a gift. And did you know that you'll never be any more righteous than you are right now? Amen. When you get to heaven, you will be forever the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now that's great news for us tonight. Amen. So then we want to walk in this new creation. We want to walk in the reality of righteousness. Walk in the reality of the new birth. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Now, I have a few little points tonight that I want to make. To walk in righteousness, number one, is to walk free from condemnation. Okay? It means to walk free from condemnation and guilt. When we're talking about this path and walking in righteousness, condemnation gets you in a ditch. Condemnation takes people off the path. People that are condemned and feeling guilty about life, they're not very likely to fellowship with the Lord. Uh, They're not very likely to pray effectually and effectively like James says. Where it says the prayer of a, what? Righteous man availeth much. Makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Okay? So, people that are hung up on the guilt trip and on the condemnation trip and on the works trip... They're really more, um, I, I'm looking for a word, they're, more, they're really more infatuated or concerned about themselves than anybody. Okay? So, condemnation is a ditch. And so for our prayers to be effective, we need the reality of our right standing with God. Kenyon says, righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of a holy God without a sense of guilt or inferiority or insecurity as if sin never existed before. Let's look at Romans 8 and verse 1. Romans 8, 1. Say it with me, I have no time for condemnation. My heart is open. The revelation, the revelation of my right standing with the King. Now, in Romans eight one, it says, "There is therefore, when we get to heaven, no, there is therefore now, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus." Now, the rest of the verse states what will keep us walking in this path of righteousness when we walk not after, come on somebody, the flesh, (laughs) right? But after the spirit. So we don't want to be fleshly. We want to walk in the spirit and walk in our righteousness. So why should we continue to think and talk about our unworthiness? We've been made worthy. By Jesus Christ. 
He has qualified you. You are accepted in the beloved. You are an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And he has qualified you and I to be a partaker of this glorious inheritance. Amen? Amen. And oh, what an inheritance it is. And from the looks of things, you guys showed up for the reading of the will tonight. Glory to God. Amen. I want what belongs to me. How about you? I'm thankful for what Brother George has received, but man, I want what Brother George has plus. Amen? Then I'm going to rejoice when he gets plus plus. And you get plus plus. And so you understand that this message on walking in righteousness and walking free from guilt and condemnation is a whole message in and of itself. So number two, walking in righteousness also means to walk free from sin. Now, again, the, the, the illustration of the path, we're walking on the path. So just like unworthiness and condemnation is a ditch, sin is also a ditch. It can get people off the path. I thought of a quote today and I looked it up. Thank God for Tony Cook. He's got great quotes on his website. But this is from an unknown person and it says this, Sin will take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And cost you more than you want to pay. So, further than you want to go, longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. Okay? So, in 1 Corinthians, I want to take a few moments here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I saw something today from the context of that particular verse. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33. Um, great verse. It says, be not deceived, which means we are capable of being deceived. Otherwise, he would not say, be not deceived. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Now, that's a little blind to us, but the Amplified says it this way. Do not be so deceived and misled. Misled. You're on the path. Misled. Off the path. Evil companionships, communion and associations corrupt, deprave good manners and morals and character. So basically, to summarize that verse, who you hang with can get on you. Okay? I don't care whether it's Carl and Ethel or Pookie and them. Whatever the case may be, people who are not walking in righteousness will try to then get us off the path. Now, the next verse tells us something very interesting. I'm going to read it in the King James first. He says, Awake to righteousness. Everyone say, Awake Awake. to righteousness. And then notice the next verse, And do what? And sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. And then he says, I speak this to your shame. Awake, awake. Strong says of the word awake, it means to rouse out of a stupor. To arouse out of a stupor. How many of you know what a drunken stupor is? Okay. Thayer's definition says this, 
to return to one's self from drunkenness and become sober. Now with those definitions in mind, and the context of the message which says, be very careful who you hang with, then all of a sudden he says, wake up! Wake up! These people are not going to add to your life, they're going to subtract from your life. Now listen to the Amplified in verse 34. Awake from your drunken stupor and return. Now I'm not looking at a group of people that I perceive that gotten, have gotten off the path. But you know what? This verse is a scripture for all of us. It says, awake from your drunken stupor and return to sober sense and your right minds and sin no more. So what it shows me and tells me that if I hang around with the wrong people, it's going to be easy for me to be misled and deceived and enter into the arena of sin. And that's why he tells us to awake to righteousness. In other words, really, really stir yourself up get a hold of this revelation and when you get a hold of this revelation of right standing with God the fear of the Lord will begin to take over and you will not want to sin you get a revelation of your right standing with God life will get so much better and so much brighter you'll want nothing to do with sin amen it's the high life it's the good life it's the God kind. It's the God quality of life. Amen? For some of you have not the knowledge of God, you're utterly, willfully, disgracefully ignorant, and so forth and so on. So we see then that when we wake up to righteousness and we really see what's going on around us, this is the word I got today. And that is this. Wake up. You're better than that. Wake up, you are better than that. And then the Lord qualified it with me. Basically, this thought came, you're not better than people, but you are better than what people are trying to drag you into. Amen? You're better than that. You don't need that. You don't need to go smoke doobie. This would be a really good Sunday morning message, but I think it's good for Wednesday night as well. We don't need it. Amen? Amen. Now notice 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24. Now we've thought of this verse in connection with healing, and it works for healing. But there's a phrase in here that catches my thought life and my eye. It says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree? For he was made sin for me that knew no sin. That we being, what? Did you know that the Bible says, for you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, whoo, glory, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me and for you. Dead to sins. You're looking at a dead man here. 
in Christ. Now the, the, the phrase that got me, because we're dead to sins, because the price has been paid, we should live under righteousness. In other words, we should carry ourselves because of what has been bought and paid for, we should carry ourselves in a righteous manner. We should live holy. We should live sanctified. We should live set apart lives. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Not better. Amen? But when you get a revelation, there comes the responsibility to walk in it. Put your hand over your heart and say, in the name of Jesus. I know I should. I changed my should into I will. Live unto righteousness. And it's very interesting. He says, by whose stripes you were what? You were healed. Amen. So, the next verse is Romans 6.14. And this is a great verse of scripture for us to get in our hearts and to get on our lips. Are we doing okay tonight? Romans the 6th chapter and the 14th verse. Amen? Get your faith out for this. I'm walking in a greater revelation of righteousness than I ever have before. And Romans 6.14 says this. Would you read it with me please? For sin... For you are not under the law, but under grace. Let's feed on that one more time. You go ahead. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Now let's personalize it and just use the word I. For sin shall not have dominion over me. For I am not under the law... The grace of God will enable you to live above sin. It's not about pushing and, you know, trying to get into, you know, all this fleshly stuff. But you get a revelation of righteousness and the grace of God. The grace of God will enable you to live above sin. I'll say it again strong for sin does not have dominion over me. For I'm not under the law, but I'm under grace. About a year or two ago, this thought came to me. Amen. This is an under that'll put you over. Because you're under grace, it'll put you over sin. Amen. And I've added this to my confession because um, there's things, of course, you know, we all have been challenged with throughout the years. And there's maybe things that uh, you would rather not have done, but you did. Things you perhaps maybe shouldn't have said, but you did. And, and you know, but thank God for the blood. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our and to cleanse us from all so if you're cleansed from all unrighteousness, what's left? Righteousness. 
Amen? But here's what I've added. Sin shall not have dominion over me. I'm not under the law, but under grace. For I always do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Amen. Amen. Raise your right hand and say, For I always do those things, say those things that are pleasing in His sight. Thirdly, walking in righteousness means to walk free from fear. If you can stand in the presence of a holy God without inferiority and without fear, you can surely stand in the presence of your enemies without fear. Declare it with me. No fear here. Second Timothy 1, 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of and of Love. and of a now let's look at this verse Isaiah 41 10 it's nice to come to church and be able to teach the word with a lot of without a lot of hoopla Isaiah 41. In verse 10. Love this verse. Fear thou not. That's a commandment. That's not a suggestion. Look who's with you. Huh? Who's with you? I am. I am that I am. Not I was that I was. And someday I will be again. No, I am. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am your shepherd. I am your righteousness. I am your Lord. Amen? Amen. I'm with you. Of course, in the new covenant, we know he's not only with us, but he's for us and he's in us. Mm -hmm. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help you. And now notice this. I will uphold you with what? I'm going to uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And by the way, no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper because I'm upholding you, my righteous ones, with the right hand of my righteousness. And every tongue that will rise up against you, I will show to be in the wrong because this vindication is from me, saith the Lord. You are my righteous ones. Didn't quote that right, but if you want to look closer at it, I believe it's in Isaiah 54. Hallelujah! Isn't it good to be upheld? Look at the Amplified of that one. Oh, thank you, Lord. Rama Sarabakashatabaha. Hallelujah. I'll strengthen you, harden you to difficulties. I'm going to help you. I'll hold you up. Oh, Shandala Basaya. I'll retain you. You know something? You're on retainer. <laughs> I'll retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Amen. Now, now when we when we walk in this path of righteousness and we're walking 
free from fear. We're not, we're not being pulled out of faith into fear. This path is a path of faith. It's a path of righteousness. But we're not, we're not yielding to fear. And it's, it's real easy to do that. And the, 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 the world, the very atmosphere in the spirit of this world is charged with fear. But you and I, we're in this world, but we are not of this world. That means we do not have to put up with what this world system brings to our table. Because we're eating at another table. Woo, hallelujah. You and I are eating at the table of the Lord. Amen. And on this table is great big bowls of righteousness. I've written in my notes, don't allow the enemy to pull you off the path of faith into fear. For we walk by faith and not by sight. To walk in righteousness, we must walk in faith. Now, here is a verse of scripture that has helped me so much throughout the years. And I want you to look at it with me. Isaiah 32. And notice with me in verse 17 from the Amplified Version. You and I have internal and external peace because of our righteousness. So what are we saying? I'm saying this. When you walk in righteousness, you walk free from fear, but you also walk in the peace of God. Righteousness will have a great effect on your soul. It says here, now notice. It says, and the effect of what? Will be peace. How about that? So the effect then, Raul, of you and I walking in peace, or walking in righteousness, is going to be what? Peace. Shalom, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. And I like this, internal and external. Isn't that neat? The peace of God is on the inside of you. But if you will walk in righteousness and let this peace of God rule in your heart, it'll show up externally. You'll just walk in it. When everything around you is turmoil, when everybody around you is panicked, you do like what Dad Hagen used to do. You just twiddle your thumbs and get a silly grin on your face and just enjoy you some life. I said, just enjoy you some life. Because that's the kind of life he came to give us. Amen? And the effect of righteousness shall be peace, internal and external. And the result of righteousness will be anxiety and fear. Every day. No, no, no. And the result of righteousness will be what? Quietness and confident trust forever. So if you see people that are always uptight and always upset, and I'm not saying that sometimes, you know, the press gets us and we yield, but I mean 24-7. You know, and even though they're in Christ, it tells us they don't have a revelation of their right standing with God. Because if they were really walking in it, they wouldn't be pulled off the path into stress and turmoil.
got mighty quiet there. Look at Isaiah chapter 54. Hallelujah! Isaiah the 54th chapter and the 14th verse. Say with me, I am today and forever the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 14 of Isaiah, uh, I think it's 54. Isaiah 54. And I, I'm going to look at the Holman translation, but you don't need to pull it up. You can pull it up in the King James. It says about the same thing. Let's read it together. In righteousness shalt thou be... How important is it for us to be established in righteousness? Very important. Very, very important. Well, Pastor Mark, I, I heard this before. Well, la-ti-da. You heard it before. Great. So what that means is this. That means the seed's been planted. Right? But something that's planted had better be watered. Because if it's not watered through teaching and through repetition, that which is planted can be withered. That's a whole message right there. Man, I, I, I need me some water. I like the water of the Word. Whoo, hallelujah. So, so never get um, weird. Okay. In righteousness shalt thou be established. <laughs> thou shalt be far from oppression. So this establishment in righteousness, walking in righteousness, establishes you and enables then you and I to be far from oppression. Last time I checked, oppression is not a good thing. Amen? Amen? For why? For thou shalt not fear, and not only that, you will also be far not only from oppression, but from terror. Some guy in New York City the other day Tried to blow up some people at a, at a bus station. Well, I'm not going to cower down to fear. I'm not going to get paranoid to get on American Airlines. I'm not going to be moved what I see in my neighborhood. I'm not going to be moved by that. I'm not going to stop living by faith just because there's some nuts around there. Amen? Amen? And from terror. And terror, by the way, not only is a result of terrorism, but it's terror of all kinds. The devil is the master terrorist. Yeah. The Bible says that fear has torment. Yeah. But oh, brakastea, walking in righteousness, hallelujah, makes you far from oppression. And from terror. Now notice the rest of it. For it shall not come near me. Now, everyone pretend right now you got a stake in your hand. And let's just set her down real strong. Say it with me. For it shall not come near me. Amen. And then lastly, walking in righteousness on this path means then for you and I to walk in kingdom dominion. 
We read the verse. We will reign as kings in life. You know what I see above your head? I see a crown. Well, I'm looking at king's kids tonight. I'm looking at God's choice favorites tonight. Does God have favorites? Yeah, every one of us. Amen. Say it with me. I'm one of his favorites. You know what his favorites have? His favorites have favor. Hallelujah. So there's this kingly dominion that you and I have. So this gives then you and I authority over the enemy. But now notice, it's not when we all get to heaven. What a glory. It will be a glorious day. When we all see Jesus, we will sing. We will shout the victory. But I see Jesus here. Amen. I see his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. I see Jesus in this place. I see Jesus in you. So I'm not going to wait and sing and shout till I get to heaven. I'm going to start doing me some singing and shouting right now. Amen. Kingdom dominion. Say, man, I'm a child of the king. And I have been given dominion. Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by many any means hurt you. Listen to this. Walking in the path, walking in righteousness, walking in dominion enables you to tread on serpents and scorpions. Amen. Amen. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself to the king. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. One preacher said years ago, instead of people, Christians, resisting the devil, they're assisting him. That needs to be shut down. Submit yourself to God. Walk in your dominion. Jesus said, All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go ye into all the world. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. Let's look over there. So you're getting a good feeding tonight, right? You're getting something to chew on. Getting something to chew on. I don't know if you you take notes or not, but think about it. it. How does this apply to me? Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. This is a great verse. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name. Everyone say the name. name. Which is above every name. Next verse. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the... Brothers and sisters, that covers it all. That covers beans in heaven, beans in earth, and beans under the earth. Woo! Amen. I don't know what you said, but it sounded good to me. 
Read verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth. Whoo! So Jesus gave us authority to use his name. Stand up, everybody. Let's put our hands toward heaven and declare this tonight. Jesus gave me authority to use his name. Therefore, in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I bind you, devil. I bind the principalities, the powers. You fall rulers of the darkness of this age. I bind you and cast you down. And I stand before the throne of God tonight. And I declare that those principalities and powers, those rulers of the darkness of this age, they are rendered harmless and ineffective against me against my family against my loved ones against the Bay Area against my nation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ now let's raise our hands and thank him for it <laughs> glory to God <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who will take a walk with me these next several years? Who will walk in righteousness with Brenda and I, George and Terry? Who will walk in righteousness with Ingrid and PT and Kimberly? Who will take a walk with us? Woo! Hallelujah. No more taking a walk on the wild side. We're taking a walk on God's side. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Amen. Mm. If people only knew, if people only knew the gifts that the master has come to give, born of a virgin, Wrapped in swaddling clothes, the greatest gift known to all mankind. Let's continue to unwrap this gift by feeding on manna from heaven. And what do you say we grow in grace? What do you say we grow in righteousness and not be pulled off? Say it with me I'm walking, I'm walking in the light. I'm walking in righteousness. Would you get anything out of night? Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated, please. Praise the Lord. It's time to receive the offering. As I said earlier, we're having kind of an abbreviated service because we've got some work to do uh, with chairs. We're putting in several chairs so that you can be comfortable uh, in the 10 a.m. services. It's going to be awesome, guys. Amen. And... Uh, Praise the Lord. So let us pray and let's believe God together. Amen. Amen.
praise the Lord. And incidentally, I'm going to be right up here with prayer prayer team, and I'd love to pray with you. If there's anyone that wants to receive Jesus, or maybe your body's hurting, something you need prayer about, we're a praying church. Amen? Hold up your offering before the Lord, and let's just declare this. Thank you, Lord, that you are the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, deliverer, redeemer, hallelujah, from all the curse of the law. Lord, we bring our best to you tonight because you gave us your very best. We honor you, Lord, with our substance and with the increase of all of the first fruits of all of our increase. We love you and we praise you now for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I speak blessing over you and your household in the name of Jesus. Amen. I prophesy increase to your life. Amen. Increase to your life. Jesus.